The love of God is not based on how good you are. It is based on how good God is. It is not on your own good. It is on the goodness of God. If you didn't do anything to hand the love at the first place, there is nothing you can do that can make you hand the love of God. It is unconditional. Thank you, Father, for loving me the way I am. You love me back to back, front and back, all around. And this is a love banquet, oh God. The only thing we want to hear right now is how much you love us. It's not because I am good, but it's because you are good and your mercies endure forever. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Okay. Hallelujah. Okay, let's just fly. Let's just fly. Just have some couple of things to share with us and then we call it a moment. Um, Romans chapter 5 verse 8. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. The reason why I specifically want to talk on God's love for us is to, is to make it fuel and energize us in the season we are right now. The Bible says in the last days, the love of many will wax cold. And I feel I should talk more about the love of God. And technically speaking, if an average person hears that in the last days, just as the scriptures say actually, the scripture said in the last days the love of many shall wax cold. And then most of the time, people just assume when they say the love of many will wax cold, they start telling people, You have to love God, love God, don't let your love wax cold, serve God, serve God. But sir, actually, the scripture says that we love him because he loves us first. In fact, the Bible says in the book of 1st John chapter 4, he said, hearing his love, he said, not that we love God, but that he loved us and he gave his son to die for us. You can't love God in your own strength, except you realize how much he loves you. When you see somebody who is very active before, who is very up and running in church, and then automatically, all of a sudden, the person starts being active, it's because, technically speaking, in the person's strength, the person is helpless. So technically, you want people to love God more, tell them about how much God loves them. The church at times put it the other way around. You want people to love God, you tell them, love God, love God, love God. Man on his own does not have any love. Every measure of love we have today is directly proportional to how much of God's love for us we have realized. So basically, you know, there's a place in the book of um, Revelation, Jesus was saying, you have forgotten your first love. He said, do the things you did at first. Do the things you did at first. So there are times when you just have to go back to the source again and affirm yourself in the love of God. And that's what we want to do for the next about 10 minutes or day about. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. The Bible says, But God demonstrated his love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It's a very simple um, scripture. Christ died for every one of us while we were yet sinners. Christ didn't die for us because we pray every day. He didn't die for us because we were good. He didn't die for us because we, in gold, we have everything all figured out. He died for us while we were even yet to know or receive him. He said, while we were yet sinners, when we were in our lowest estate, Christ still deemed it fit to die for us. So we were worth the death of Jesus. Not because we deserve it, but because his love found us. You know, as many of you that are saved today, you said something like, grace found you. Grace of God found you. And the reason I'm taking time to talk about this is as simple as this is, at times we need to remind ourselves. You know the book of Jude chapter 1 verse 20 says, Beloved, keeping your, uh, building up yourself in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. But verse 21, which people don't really read, 
the next verse, verse 21, says, Keep yourself in the love of God. Stop. If people understand that the reason why we even pray in tongues is so that we can keep ourselves in the love of God, maybe we will start understanding that the power of God's love for us is not just a little thing we can just talk about once and forget about it. We need to constantly remind ourselves how much God loves us. Your love for God is directly proportional to His love or how much you realize His love for you. When you see somebody who is trying to motivate to do evangelism, it's not their fault. In their own way, they, they don't even know how much God loves them. In fact, technically, the book of First John chapter 2 says, Do not love the world. He said, If any man love the world, listen, the love of the Father is not in him, not the love for the Father. It is the love of the person doesn't know how much the Father loves him. So there is a vacuum in the heart of every man that can only be filled with the love of God. And when you don't realize how much God loves you, you start looking for love in the wrong places. So at times you see people trying to put all those, look for love in alcohol, in bad gun, because why? And it becomes addiction problem, because why? They just know that there's something in their soul that is looking for, that is a craving. He's just looking for something to just satisfy. And the truth of the matter is, according to Isaiah chapter 55, verse 1, he says, why do you spend money on what is not bread? And with your mother just satisfy. It is only the love of God that can bring satisfaction to our soul. The book of Colossians chapter 2 says we are complete in Him until we come to the fullness whereby we agree that the only thing that can satisfy our soul is the love of God. We will keep looking for love in the wrong place. They will still have to motivate, motivate us before we do spiritual activities. I've come to a point in my life where I stop blaming people again if I realize that we are trying to motivate them to do things. Rather, I started teaching the love of God radically and I see people responding much more. I see people respond much more than when you even persuade them to do what you want them to do. People will do exceedingly abundant work than what you can think or imagine. Naturally, they will respond. But that love is not in their heart. They don't know how much God loves them. Because people, we preach it the other way around today. We tell people to love God. They can't love God. But when they know how much God loves them, they will naturally respond. They will respond to the love of God. Naturally. So while we are yet sinners, Christ died for all. Now, I want to show you something basically in this scripture. Because I understand today, an average believer understands God loves me. It's a very popular catchphrase, God loves me, God loves me. But most of the time, I realize we say it only when, in quotes, everything is okay. We say it only when there's possibly money in our account. We possibly say it only when we feel like it. We say it only when everything is good. I feel like this, as I at times, we only say it when there's really nothing to worry about, there's nothing to stress about. It takes only few people to say, God loves me, when they don't have it all figured out. You know, the Bible says in the, in the book of Exodus, Moses was asking God, he said, God, if the children of Israel ask me that who sent me, what should I tell them? God said, tell them, I am. I am the God of their fathers. He said, I am the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and God of Jacob. Now, we understand Abraham's name was before, it was Abraham, not Abraham. So God gave Abraham, Abraham. We understand. So God was identifying with Abraham because he gave him the name. The second person was Isaac, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Isaac, it was an, the Lord that even gave them the name. He said, you call his name Isaac, which shall be interpreted laughter. When they went to visit Abraham, visit Abraham in his house. So God gave Isaac that name before he was even formed at all. So God gave Abraham, Abraham. God gave Isaac, Isaac. But the last time I checked for Jacob, God changed his name from Jacob to Israel. It's in your Bible. But why is it that God didn't say, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel? Why would God say, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? That really, really means something to me. 
Because why? Jacob, everybody knows Jacob means. If I didn't know Jacob means deceiver. So yes, God associated with Jacob and said, tell them I am the still the God of Jacob, not the God of Israel. And that is that kind of love we need to understand in this generation. That God doesn't love you because you are good. He loves you because he is good. And he said, listen, God doesn't love you because you have it all figured out. There are times on your down days, there are times when you are really silly. God never stops loving you. He doesn't love you because you pray. Days when you don't pray, he still loves you. God was not, he, he didn't see it bad to associate with Jacob. He said that on the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So when Bible says something like, while we are yet sinners, Christ died for all. When Jesus came, he didn't just look at God, no, these guys are sinners. No, he came, he's called the love of God. So that we can appreciate that love. Because at times, we find it hard to appreciate it when we have our life figured out. We say, well, God love me, God love me. And then you know, but other times when you are down, because in fact, that is the time you need that love the most. When you are dating somebody and you want to sleep at night and you say, I love you. That's really just I love you. Everybody knows that I mean, of course, I love you, I love you. But how about times when, when you guys, you are probably in code, not in good times. Can you still tell the person I love you? Because that's the kind of love God has for us. It's not the love that you merit. It's not the love that you earn. It's the love that loves you even in the lowest estates. So God is not just your God on your good days when you are Israel. He's also your God on your ugly days when you are Jacob. Days when you deceive, days when you lie, He never stop loving you. Because people feel as if, okay, now I've missed it, now I'm silly, maybe God doesn't want to see me, God doesn't want to talk to me, maybe God doesn't love me today, I can't even pray. Maybe, okay, they, they hear something like, okay, 15 minutes, love banquet. They're like, oh, I can't join prayer meeting today, I don't even feel as if God loved me. Listen, you can't base the feeling, of, the love of God based on your feeling. The last time I checked, the Bible says, we live by faith, the just shall live by faith, not by your feeling. And if you don't understand this simple truth, it's almost as if you you keep trying to serve God and then you grow tired most of the time. You grow weary along the way. You start playing with God. Is there any other way to go about it? You start complaining about the, the works of God. Naturally, what fuels your love for God is how much you realize His love for you. Imagine you understanding that there's a God somewhere. He loves you the way you are. If you are tall, He loves you. If you are short, He loves you. So you don't need any man's approval. Naturally, you will be complete in Christ and in His love for you. The reason I try, try to see people today, they're trying to seek for approval in the wrong place, trying to get validation from people that don't even care in the first place, trying to post all manner of stuff, just get people's double tap on Instagram, trying to just look for, seek attention, is because they're yet to come to the fullness of the fact that there's a God somewhere that loves them the way they are. The Bible says the dead man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. When these people who are really living a wayward life, don't blame them. They need to hear more preachings like this, that God loves you. You see a drinker, don't blame him. You're an alcoholic, go and tell him, sir, even in the midst of your alcohol, God loves you. Because religion has it the other way around. Religion will tell you, get it all to right together before you come to the place of God. But sir, that's, that's not helping us. That's not even good news. Because last time we said, Christ died for us, why we were sinners? Not because we deserve it, but because he's so gracious. And his love, through his grace, found us. He found us. We didn't find it. He found us while we were sinners. In our lowest estate. Now, if God can love you while you were sinners, why do you think He will stop loving you today that you're not even born again and you are praying in tongues and you worship Him every day? At times, the devil makes people as if, well, maybe God doesn't love you today. You see, you've done this, you've done that. Listen, don't listen to the voice of the devil. Listen to the voice of God. The Bible says, This is my beloved Son, whom I will please hear Him. Talking about Jesus. The only voice God wants you to hear is the voice of Jesus. At times, they will say, look at your bank account. You have minus 50 naira from DT Bank. Why will you say God loves you? You say, hey, devil, it doesn't matter how much I have in my account. The love of God for me is not dependent on the amount I have in my account. Because why? God can love me while I'm yet sinner. He will never stop loving me. 
I don't have to feel before I know it. I'm not a feeling being. I'm a spirit being. When you start understanding this mystery, it fuels your desire to love God more. Because on our own, we don't, we don't have any love. But the more you realize how much He loves you, the more you realize how much He loves you, the effortlessly you start responding to Him. I have one more minute. Let me just wrap up. I have one more minute. Everything in life is trying to seek for our attention, trying to seek for our peace, content, for your joy. But the only thing that will keep us in fact, if we read Romans chapter 5, verse 5, maybe one more text and then let's, let's wrap it up. This is time. Romans 5, 5. But let's just Romans chapter. Bible says, and hope does not put to shame because God's love, listen, has been poured in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You know, I know so many people today they have the Holy Spirit, and then we all, you know, religion has taught us to only limit the Holy Spirit to when we want to pray. The Bible specifically said, in fact, this is the first time the Holy Spirit will be mentioned in the book of Romans. The first time. And then the context was you easing you to come and pour God's love into your heart. That means if you don't have anything telling you God loves you, that means you take it. Because why? You need to add. In fact, Jude chapter 1 verse 20. Go this. He said, praying in the Holy Ghost. Verse 21 says, keep yourself in the love of God. The Holy Spirit is in your life to make always remind you God loves you. Issues of life will come to want to distract you. The Holy Spirit will whisper again, I still love you. At times you don't feel like it. I still love I never stop loving you. But God, I don't feel like it. Yes, you're not a feeling being. So times when you don't feel like it, what do you do? You say, God loves me. You affirm yourself in the love of God. You keep yourself in the love of God. Until you start doing things like this, at times, there are days you wake up, you're just like, oh, I don't feel like going to church. And that's the truth. You won't really feel like going to church. But there's something that can fuel your desire at that time. You remember how God loves you. How he gave Jesus for you. Not because you deserve it, but because he is good and spends in there forever. Remember where you saved it from. Look at where your life would have been today if you were not saved. It would have been probably so meaningless. I can't even picture it. But in his loving kindness, he brought meaning into your life. He gave you that kind of fulfillment that no, no amount of money can give in your account. It's called the love of God. Let me stick to time. We have to wrap up. We have to wrap up. We have to wrap up. The Bible says, now these three things will remain. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Faith, hope, and love. I know we've had a lot of messages about faith. I know they tell us so many things about hope. But it's high time we start talking again about love. Because the last time I checked, the Bible says, and the greatest of those things is love. Faith is beautiful. Hope is awesome. But God is love and he wants us to focus on his love for us. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for your time. I just want to stick with time because I just want to wrap up as soon as possible. Thank you so much. Keep yourself in the love of God as much as you can. Please, I beg of you. You want to worship God? Don't worship God based on the things you can do for Him. Affirm yourself in, the, in his, his own love for you. Because it is His own love when it consumes you, you naturally respond. The Bible says we love Him because He loves us first. We give you all the praise, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we give you all the praise. We, we worship you, Jesus. Thank you for this beautiful family, oh God. Thank you for every member of YBF. Thank you because you've been good to them and you are still keeping them in this time. In a time and season like this where people are really, really, really not, they are really distracted, you still brought these ones together to remain focused on Jesus. Lord, one prayer I pray, oh God, you will help us and strengthen us, oh God, to remain focused on your love for us, to keep ourselves in your love for us, and let your name be glorified. For in Jesus' beautiful name, I be prayed. And let God's people say, Amen, Amen, Amen in Jesus' name. 
It's Jesus we talking about you. It's Jesus we are talking about. We're talking about you. We're talking about you.